You're listening to the Whenever It Kicks podcast with me, Jessie Kay. In this one, I talk about the roller coaster ride of the fourth trimester and the GP checkup, which did not go to plan. And I also talk about coffee, how much I need coffee, and how co sleeping is continuing for us now that Alfie has returned from Australia. Thank you for listening. Right, I've got one little baby on my lap, baby Becca, who is almost nine weeks old. And I have one baby, Tennessee, who is sleeping downstairs, sleeping earlier and earlier these days, which is not great, I think. I mean, he doesn't really need to do much in the day before he needs his nap. Oh, right. That was, that was not me. That was, I don't know if you heard that, but that was quite an explosion. Um, I'm really sorry about that, but we'll see how long I can go before that's a problem. (laughs) Um, I have chosen the worst time in the world to stop drinking coffee. I say stop drinking it. I'm cutting down before I stop. I can't go cold turkey. I am a coffee lover. Coffee is part of my life. I, I revolve where I live. My life revolves around where the nearest nice coffee shop is. And uh, we've moved just to be near our favorite coffee shop. Uh, And I mean, I am, okay, that was another explosion. Not ideal timing. Thank you, Becca. This is my half hour window and you are not making that easy. Um, So me and Alfie have decided we're going to stop drinking coffee because we stopped drinking coffee, I think, during the first lockdown for a little bit. And we both noticed that we stopped having that kind of horrible ticking you have in your brain, like that you're an awful person and you need to do all of this stuff and you need to go, 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 go the entire time and you need to do this and do that and do that. And it's, we also noticed our skin was better. We noticed that we were just a bit nicer to each other and nicer to everybody. And uh, the first two weeks were torture, but then it got really fine and easy. But I don't sleep now because I um, have a lot of children and uh, coffee is quite important, really, just for me to stay awake during the day. So, and I've just got so used to drinking so much, not so much. I'm not, I, not so much the, the so much of my 20s, which would be having a like espresso powder at home, instant coffee at home, and then two, two real coffee shop coffees, which apart from anything else is very indulgent for m- money wise. I can't believe I used to spend that much money on coffee. Anyway. Me and Afi have tra- decided to stop drinking it. So I've had one instant coffee today because it was a very bad night. Ten is back in my bed. And right, I've just got lo- loads of updates really. I'll, I'll just start from the beginning. I haven't podcasted in probably over a week or two weeks because Alfie came home. He survived his Australia comedy extravaganza. And he is now home with us. And <laughs> my mum isn't living here anymore. Alfie is back in in the in the family home, and it's chaos. I'm just it's it's absolute chaos. So with my mum, I was able to have a very nice routine. We were able to you know have dinner time five thirty, bath time six fifteen, bedtime eight o'clock, um, and it was really nice because my mum would go to bed with the three oldest kids, and I would then have time alone with Becca to kind of do the dance of breastfeeding him constantly until he passes out, until I pass out. And it was quite nice and relaxed and I didn't have to worry about anybody else. I could just worry about myself um, and obviously the other kids. But my mum was very good at 
well, because my mum's so used to being this selfless creature, which I'm getting used to, you know, you you do have to be pretty much selfless uh, as a mother to a degree anyway. And my mum's just, that's natural for her. She's so good at that. Whereas I'm still quite selfish in some areas. And I do have that the, the uh, time bomb of my career. So, yeah. Alfie came back. Our routine has flown out the window. And my OCD has gone into, into overdrive. Now, my little brother says I shouldn't use OCD like that. He says I don't have real OCD, but I do. I have a very, very particular type of OCD, which involves if a pillow isn't quite right, or if there's one cup that's just on the table, or if there's like crumbs, if I can see a few crumbs, just like little thing. I need everything to be just the way I like it. And my mom was very... um very forgiving of that and she always has been I was a very particular teenager it kind of changed overnight I was very messy my room would be a bomb site but then overnight probably about probably about the age of 17 I just switched and I became a, a neat freak not a neat freak in a in a like serial murder way just a neat freak in a just oh she's organized way my mind works better when things are tidy. I feel less stressed. And I think becoming a mother made that quite imperative for me. Right, I'm going to have to go and change the first explosion. I'm sorry, I will be back in a second. That was lucky that I changed the nappy when I did because I would have got the podcast done quicker, but I would have had to throw away some clothes. So now I'm wearing the baby in a baby carrier in the hope that he goes to sleep. And I'm sorry if you hear lots of little grunts. I need to work out where doing the podcast standing up, I think, so I can sway. So where was I? OCD, messiness, Alfie's return, which has been lovely. I'm so glad to have him back, but um, it's not been easy. It's not been easy. Whenever I see anyone on the street and they ask how I am, and they say very sweetly, oh, it's just amazing, you know, you've got four. How are you doing? You're superwoman. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not superwoman, I promise you. I'm very far away from superwoman. Um, sorry, I'm now going to feed him. The, the carrier didn't work, so I'm just going to feed him. He's at the stage where he needs to be fed the entire time still, which is quite nice in a way. Sorry. I really enjoy feeding him. I'm really enjoying breastfeeding. But it is not ideal, really, for the three others, the breastfeeding thing. And for the first time, I'm kind of realizing that breastfeeding, uh, although it's obviously brilliant if you can do it and it's the, it's, you know, breast is best to it, you know, to, to lots of people. I don't know if breast is best when you've got multiple children, to be honest, just because you have to sit on the sofa a lot of the day feeding. Or, And I know that you can feed out and about, but for me, I can't be out and about with 10 and the others um, without it being dangerous if I'm sitting down feeding because I obviously can't then run after 10 and I can't rely on Donnie and Margot to look after 10 because they're seven and five. So... Um, yeah, breastfeeding has. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to appreciate it while I can because I'm just taking it each week as it comes. If 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 it becomes too 
difficult for me to keep it up because I am exclusively feeding him. And I do have that pride still. Like I, my mom keeps saying, you know, you need to get him on a bottle because you've got a few things coming up. You need to get him try. You need to try him out on the bottle. Otherwise he won't take one. Um, but I still can't quite get him onto the bottle because I, I just don't want to. And I've saved some milk in the fridge, but we have a really dodgy fridge. So I don't trust the fridge. It leaks and it's just way too cold or not cold enough. It's an evil fridge, basically. And I'm too afraid to ask our landlord to give us a new fridge because our landlord doesn't seem that friendly. So Alfie, when he came back, went back to sleeping with 10 in the giant side cot bed arrangement we've got upstairs with the bunk bed. It's Johnny and Margaret sleep in a bunk bed. There's a king size bed and then the snuzz cot. And then if you saw my last photo about the podcast, um, the update about the snuzz cot, we did manage to take the side of it off. So now it's a giant cot next to the big bed with the giant cage around it. It looks insane, but it's brilliant. Ten obviously doesn't sleep in there. In there. But we realized that Alfie can't sleep with a child or me because of my chronic snore. So now we've... Now that I'm kind of settled into a bit of a nighttime routine and actually Becca is quite good. He's not that bad at night. It's like a couple of feeds. Becca is now sleeping in the giant side cot with me next to him and 10 pushed as far away from me in the giant bed. Now I know co-sleeping is dangerous. I know the risks. I know how to do it safely. So please don't message me saying you're being irresponsible. I'm not. And also, how do you think people did it for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years? You know, not everyone can afford separate bedrooms. So don't judge me. It's working for us and I love it. And it just feels so nice to be back with them upstairs and with the kids at night. And even if we don't speak in the night, we're not having chats or anything, but just to know that they know I'm near. And then it's also nice to have maybe a night or so a week where me and Alfie um, are able to share a bed and, you know, be a couple, which is nice. And that's only because of my mom, um, maybe having them, you know, one, one night a week, which is really nice. So I feel like we're all getting the best of each other and life is kind of resuming, um, in terms of having to go out and about and do work again, which is why, uh, this week is quite stressful in a way. I have loads of stuff where I have to be away for a longer period of time from Becca for the first time. So, sorry, 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 it's okay. So my paperback is out this week, Sunset. I don't know if any of you know that I wrote a book, but I did. And I'm really proud of it. And it's out on paperback and probably, um, I mean, it's not with a massive publisher, so I'm not expecting it to, uh, you know, <laughs> to stampede the charts but um it did well for the hardback and we're trying our best to push the paperback and it's really weird to be doing this now with Becca because I wrote the book when I was pregnant with 10 I edited it when I was pregnant and then with the newborn 10 in the first lockdown no the second lockdown and promoted it when 10 was maybe seven, eight months. And now the paperback is out with newborn Becca and it just feels like 
it's been a journey for me. I, I feel like I've learned more about myself in this period of time. I learned what I'm, I am as a writer and what I wrote. I understand what I wrote now. Because I think so often you write something and you just let it go into the ether and you don't really think about why you wrote it and what it's actually about. I know that sounds crazy because obviously there's a, there's a, a plot and you know what's going to happen to your characters, but only with this time and space I've been able to really understand what I wrote and now I know it's my outpouring of emotion and grief for my brother. So it's weird. It's kind of anticlimactic sending the paper back off because that kind of does finalise this journey for me. It's not going to have anything else. I mean, we are in development for a TV series, but you know my feelings about TV development. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but if it did, great. I doubt it. I'm not Sally Rooney. Um, <laughs> so if it did happen, that would obviously be my, my dream come true, but I'm kind of treating the paperback as the last hurrah for it. Me and Bibi are doing an event at Waterstones on Wednesday. Um, we've got to be out from the event is from six till seven, I think, or I hope it's six till seven and not seven till eight because eight's my bedtime. Actually it's not. Um, that's the other thing about Alfie coming back. Suddenly I can't have a bedtime anymore cause I have to be a girlfriend. It's so annoying. And nice and great, all of that. So I don't know what I'm going to do basically with the baby. And this is, I, I said obviously yes to this event before the baby was born. I didn't think about this Wednesday coming up as, I didn't think about it realistically. So, and then I also have an event tonight where I've got to be out and doing a TV recording thing from 5.15 to 7. But I've got to travel there in a car and then obviously travel home and it's, it's quite far away from me. It's an hour away. So again, I didn't think about that, that logistically before I said yes. And then I'm doing Sunday brunch on Sunday. Again, didn't think about that before I said yes, because that's, that's the whole brunch time. That's nine till one, basically eight till one, including travel. So I'm going to secretly take Becca with me. And I know that we're in a industry that's meant to be very pro women having babies and taking babies to work and all of that stuff. But it's really still, it's still a big deal when you take a baby anywhere. And rightly so, because the babies need to be cared for. But I still feel, even with number four, I still feel embarrassed about saying, I need to feed the baby and I need to bring my baby and I need to bring my mum. And I need some space and time to do that as well as do my job. Is that okay? I still feel weird about saying that. And all the photos I've ever posted of me doing some kind of work thing with a baby, it's always just really for show in a way of me just saying, look, I did some work and I also bought my baby. Well, hey, go me. But the, the, what you don't see is the stress around that. So almost a photo is a celebration that, oh, it happened. We actually did it, but it's so stressful. I wish it wasn't, but I've got no other option. And so it's just one week of meetings and TV stuff and this Waterstones event. And then hopefully next week I can resume my, you know, newborn baby bubble. But the fourth trimester, I think, is coming to an end. Doesn't it come to an end in 12 weeks? So he's nine weeks tomorrow. He's had his first vaccinations. They were horrible. And that was just, you know, quite soon after our hospital stay where he had all those needles. So I didn't like that. He did have a temperature for two days, which was horrible, but he seems to be fine now. So I feel like we're, 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 we're on the way to being a 
bona fide baby, not a newborn. Having said that, I am quite angry today because I just came back from my GP appointment. I had a GP appointment because I had my, you know how everyone has to have a postpartum checkup and they usually tied in with the baby's vaccinations at eight weeks. So I didn't think this through when I said yes to the appointment at 3.30 last week. Really bad time for school pickup and all that stuff. But anyway, I went along, I mean, Becca, keep calling him 10. Becca had his vaccinations. And then I was to wait around for my doctor's appointment to kind of check how I am, check that everything's normal down there, that I'm not bleeding still, that there's nothing going on to worry about. Maybe I don't have any retained placenta, all of that stuff. So I thought I'd have a thorough appointment. I didn't. And I think there's, I don't know if this is the way it is, but maybe when you have more than one kid, they treat you differently. I don't know if that's true, but I was just dismissed basically very quickly. And I am still having a little bit of problem, a problem down there. I won't go into the specifics because I'll be embarrassed later. But I wanted a female doctor to, to basically be the one to inspect me. And when I went into the room and it was not a female doctor, it was a male doctor who basically asked me a couple of questions. Are you still bleeding? How do you feel? And that was meant to be it. And I, I kind of, even though I have had swabs and stuff and I know that it's, well, I had a swab done by the midwife. Pre, I preempted this problem at four weeks and I'm still having the problem and it's not almost nine weeks. So I, I think I'm very aware of my bodily functions and everything. So I, I knew this would happen. And then now I'm in, I'm in between a, I'm in between care because I, that my GP doesn't do the swab, like a, a proper swab, which is the strep B swab, which I know that you don't actually have to get tested or treated for, but I think it might be the reason I'm having the problems that I am having. And, uh, in order to get the swab that I want, I've got to go to an STD clinic. Now, monkeypox has just hit. That's one thing. And also I don't really want to take my newborn because I have to take him everywhere because I'm breastfeeding, obviously. I don't want to take my newborn to an STD clinic. I just don't, I don't have that. I don't want to walk to the STD clinic. I don't want, it's far away. I don't want to have to, like, why doesn't the GP offer that service for us? It's just so annoying. And I know maybe some GPs are better, but I just feel really angry that I was just dismissed and I've got to chase down the right swab that I need. In the end, I did get a female doctor today to do a swab, but that's testing me for chlamydia and gonorrhea. And I don't think I have that right now. I mean, Alfie has just got back from Australia, but I don't think I have that. And uh, I just feel slightly upset that I wasn't given a little bit more care. And it, it's kind of maybe indicative of what happens postpartum. You just kind of get left to it. Once they see that you're feeding okay and the baby's okay and he's passed all the tests you need to do to get to, you know, be left with your baby alone to care for and mother, you know, all of the blood tests and the midwife appointments and the health visitor and the checkup, then you're just left to it. And I reckon why that's why a lot of women find it troublesome and get upset, you know, get really, you know, have postnatal depression and stuff like that. Because it's really difficult. Anyway, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to go to the STD clinic, which I haven't gone to in a while. So I have to work on my OCD. I have to get better at Alfie leaving a pillow or a cup out of place. 
I have to just accept that this week is going to be quite busy. I'm not going to be able to be there for the kids as much as usual because I have to fulfill my duties as, you know, an actress and an author. There's a show coming out that I'm promoting. Um, but I, part of me just wants to hide at home and not do any of it. And I have to really commit to the no coffee thing because I know it will make me less anxious. But I did just have an instant coffee with Sweetener and it was amazing. So I hope that everyone is doing well and is enjoying their new babies if they have their babies. I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to the podcast at the beginning have now had their babies if you were pregnant alongside me. So that's cool. Um, I also got some messages about alcohol and breastfeeding, and I just wanted to make clear that I, I, I do know that it's not as simple as you drink a glass of wine and the baby has a glass of wine. And I do know that it's not as simple as you have a curry and the baby eats a curry. But I just really, when you know, when you hear that phrase, oh, you, whatever you eat, your baby's eating when you're breastfeeding, it really grosses me out, but it's not true. I know that. This is in response to if anyone listened to me in Bibi's podcast where Bibi cooked for me a curry and I had one bite and then I rejected it. It was actually because it wasn't very nice, but don't tell her. <laughs> it actually was very nice. It was very nice, Bibi, if you listen to this, which you're not. It was very nice. It was just a little bit too spicy. And I think your taste buds must be overspiced because Jesus Christ, it was spicy. And I just think it would have affected Becca. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So I will be back every week from now on. I had a little break while Alfie returned so I could just clear up. I really bitchly, when he was away, I stuffed all his clothes into the, into the cupboard so I had more space for my clothes and Becca's clothes. And now that he's back, I've refused to get them out of the cupboard. <laughs> I keep them in a plastic bag by the front door because we maintain we're going to take them to the laundrette. We're not. You have to just now wear and wash the same clothes every day, Alfie, okay? Because what I've realized is you don't need that many clothes. I've been wearing the same clothes the entire time he's been away. My uniform, leggings and a tight top and white socks and the same thing every day just so I can feed him easy. I don't need any of my clothes. But this is also the, the scary thing about this week. I actually have to wear makeup and I actually have to wear a dress. And I mean, I could go on and my Alfie joked that I could go on to, uh, to Sunday brunch and wear my leggings and my breastfeeding bra and like with sick all over me and just without them knowing, just, just walk onto set with the baby and start breastfeeding as I'm being interviewed. Wouldn't that be so cool? But obviously I can't do that. But why can't I? Why not? I might just see what, what happens. I might just take the baby on set and be like, yeah, I'm not putting him down and you can't unbook me, but they, they won't. They're very nice. They're very, very nice. I'm sure they would actually be very fine with that. But why don't we see that more? Very interesting, you know, very. Okay, I'm going to go now because Ten is waking up from his nap and I have, about 20 minutes of him being grumpy before he's fully awake to navigate through. Does anyone else have that? A kid who takes about half as, like basically the entire time he's asleep, 
I'm I'm prepping myself him waking up. And the second he's awake, I'm sitting there kind of easing him into fully waking up. And the whole thing takes about two and a half, three hours. And then it's time to go and get the kids from school. But I'm really glad I managed to do this podcast today. Thank you very much. And thank you if you are a patron. A patron? Me and Bibi just got a new camera, so it's very exciting. We're going to start recording our podcast again for YouTube. And I think I'm going to start recording this one for YouTube too. And do the full boob out breastfeeding thing for YouTube. So from next week, hopefully that's in place. And I really hope that everyone is well. And I'm very appreciative of your messages and your advice. And I look forward to next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.